Welcome back to Break at the Apex, your favorite and the best F1 podcast in my street, I guess, if you want to call it that. <laughs> um, uh, today we've got Dirk and BT with us. Um, and uh, obviously, Dirk, you guys know from the last episode. And if you haven't seen the last episode, which was a special that we did, um, we basically built our own F1 teams on a budget just by picking anybody in the F1 world of all time. If you haven't watched it, please go and give it a watch. It was a good laugh. It was good fun. Um, and it was also the three of us. So uh, if you haven't watched it, this is Dirk. Um, and uh, he has been joining us now for the last two episodes. Um, and we'll see how the future goes. But it seems to be quite good having him on. Um, if you don't know who BT is by now, um, you've obviously just gotten here. And if that's the case, please head down and hit that subscribe button because that would be really amazing and we'd really, really appreciate it. Uh, BT has got his new phone now, so he doesn't need any money for that. Um, but hey, it still helps us a lot anyway. So please go down, hit that subscribe button. And if you're on Spotify, just go and give us a nice little five-star rating because I'm pretty and BT's pretty and Dirk is pretty. So if the content's not good, at least looking at us is okay and worth five stars <laughs> Whew, that's a mouthful guys honestly that is a mouthful and uh, my throat's already dry so honestly if the rest of you could just maybe talk a little bit that would be great so i'm just going to ask a question how are you guys doing after that race bt um yeah i'm fine <clears throat> i mean <clears throat> formula one is back it's beautiful to watch uh quite a confusing race Long race. Um, I've never concentrated for that long for Formula One race, so it was quite interesting. Uh, I had to multitask while watching the race. Yeah, look forward to talking about it. Okay, well, for me, actually, for the first time, the the Dutch Grand Prix was actually entertaining. I feel the previous few three was kind of boring, in my opinion, and. Um, Rain played an unexpected surprise, and um, also it, it really shuffled up a, a large portions of the grid. So, it would, for me personally, it was the most enjoyable Dutch Grand Prix we've had since it came onto the calendar. And also very excited to talk about it because there's a lot of interesting points that we have to touch on on, on tonight's podcast. Nice, nice. Okay, so I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was super confused the whole way through. I honestly couldn't keep up. Uh, I said to somebody today, somebody asked me today, and I just said to them, like, I couldn't tell if I was too lazy to concentrate or if whatever was happening was just over my IQ level. Because whatever was happening, I just couldn't keep up. I just couldn't comprehend what I was watching. I mean, Lando was second, and then he was, like, 15th, and then he yeah. was seventh again. And I'm like, where? How? Like, what happened? I don't, I don't understand. Then Perez was, like, 14 seconds ahead of Joe Guan Yu. I don't know how he even got into the second position. And then all of a sudden, Max was ahead again, but he was like 16 seconds behind. I don't know. It was just, honestly, it was just confusing. But we're yeah. going to get into it now. Uh, we're going to get into it now. Um, and just to kick off some things, we're going to just have a little bit of fun um, with uh, just a few memes. Now, I've got three memes to show you, courtesy of P1 Podcast, because it was on the... Um, uh, a tweet of the week video um, and 
these these tweets are or these memes are specifically aimed for you guys um because you're ferrari fans and oh, uh, so yeah so so uh, you know just to kick us off we're gonna just maybe start off with a a, a new segment that we're gonna add and we're gonna call that segment um the, the break at the apex meme segment because that's original okay um <laughs> any anyway any anyways uh let's 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 get into that now um and uh, i'm gonna share what i have to show you guys now so if you guys could just keep yourselves posted on the screen and let me know if you can see it we don't think <laughs> Yeah. So, so basically, it's uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's in a nutshell, right? Let's be honest. I think that we can all agree that that is Ferrari just being honest with us. That's just Ferrari being honest with us. Yeah. Um, and 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 let's just move on to the next one because the next one, you know, it's also quite quite an easy one. Um, I think I forgot something. If you forgot, then it wasn't important. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah. I don't know if you guys uh, saw that um, they came into the pits and everybody was there, but there was just a little something missing. Just, just a little something that was missing, and uh, I'm not sure if anybody noticed. But it happened to just be the most important part of the car when you are driving in, just in general, really. Um, mm. So that's. So that's, uh, are you guys feeling any pain at all? Anyways, let's just move on. So basically we got another one. Uh, wow, how did you like that? Uh, every time Ferrari mess up, I do one push up. Um, I'm not gonna say the last word, uh, but I am gonna say, um, very accurate tweet. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, say that. Very uh, <clears throat> so tell me something guys. Um, I'm gonna switch that off now because uh, I don't want anybody to cry on the podcast. But um, was that painful or was that okay? Are you guys okay with that? That's not funny, actually. Like I didn't even laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not uh, I think I laughed, but it's just out of pure frustration because honestly, Ferrari are really becoming the clowns of the grid, like by the race weekend, and it's bad. I mean, they have been the clowns for quite some time, but. Uh, they're just making it now. Yeah, they're turning. Yeah, they they're just going from bad to worse. But BT, you are lying though, because I was watching you specifically, and I could see the smirks coming out. Um, but I, I could see that those smirks were also a more pain than it was actually laughter. I could see it, and I and I loved it. Honestly, I loved it. Um, I feel like you want to say something, so please, mate, go ahead. No, let's just let's move on. Like why we start on a bad note. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was worried. I was really worried to sort of bring you guys down before we actually start, because you know I don't want to set a bad tone for you know people obviously want to watch a bit of entertainment. Uh, but I did also think that it would be a little bit fun to just gloat a little bit, you know, because I can, I guess. Um, anyways, yeah, let's get in. Our yes. day will come, and you're gonna, you're gonna regret that day. <laughs> you know what's the funny part the, the funny part the funny part is you could be right but i'm gonna enjoy it while i can because when the day comes where you guys are in my position you're also only gonna have a certain period where you can enjoy it and then you're also gonna lose it again that's just how f1 works um so i'm just gonna enjoy it while i can to be really honest with you um 
Anyways, let's get into it. Um, uh, we're going to start off with the top three. Uh, this is where we basically go through our top three drivers. Uh, each of us will give a top three driver, and then we'll sort of just debate and argue to decide who break at the apex rates as the top three drivers. Um, so, uh, Dirk, seeing as you are new to the race reviews, you can kick us off with the top three drivers that you've selected for the weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, go for it. Okay, so I'm going to go from third to first. So third place for me has got to be Alexander Albon. Albon had an absolutely phenomenal weekend. We will obviously elaborate as we go on. Second place for me has to be Pierre Gasly. He drove a phenomenal race in that Alpine. I don't, I still don't know how we got that car on the podium because Alpine was at the the back part of the midfield after qualifying on Saturday, and Gasly just performed wonders. And then first, first for me has to be Alonso. He's the only car that actually gave Red Bull a proper run for their money. So, I, I mean, like I said, mid part through the race, Alonso is fighting Perez um, for P2 and Stroll is sitting in P18. And then just by the last few laps, Stroll just shows up in 11th place and Alonso is still like just a few seconds behind Max. I mean, Alonso doing Alonso things. He has to be my top driver of the weekend. All right. Um, I've got some kind of feeling that we're going to have a first time here where we're all going to agree. BT, what is your top three? Uh, I don't think so. Anyway. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a good selection there, Dirk. Um, I didn't think of Gadu, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know where he came from in that race, but he had a good race, of course. Um, and Albon as well had a fantastic race. That car is quite good, so mm. I'm not that surprised. Um, but he's fast and he's doing quite well in that car. Um, I don't know what Sergeant is doing. Anyway, um, my third my third option is or my third pick is Science. I mean, where Ferrari is at the moment, uh, especially this past weekend, um, Science was looking good in the car. Mm. Um, he was on it. Um, I could say he came second after after Alonso in terms of race pace, um, with the car that Ferrari has at the moment. Mm. So he he was looking good. He was quite racy as well. He was able to keep those places, the fifth and sixth place as well, in a consistent basis. And the funny thing is that Ferrari in that end, the strategy was on point, and they kind of knew what they were doing with that car in terms of science. Um, so that's my explanation for science. That's my third option. My second option is Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton qualified 13, had a good race. He was at the back at some point because of the changing conditions during the race, uh, but he managed to get into the points. And I think he finished sixth, uh, so that was quite good. Um, they had a fantastic uh, race in terms of Hamilton's side of the garage. And obviously, number one is Alonso. He had an amazing race. Um, yeah. I, I have a glimpse of... I just had a glimpse of a throwback where it just became Alonso from 2004. And it was just, it was amazing to watch. Um, Absolute I'm masterclass. Glad, yeah, I'm, yeah. Glad, I'm glad Aston Martin is back in the podium. Uh, 100%. They have been, they've been consistent, that have been banging the points throughout yeah. the season. Um, and the new floor they were testing, it yeah. actually worked. So... Uh, moving forward, I hope the new upgrades that we they will be having on their car will 
keep yeah. them above Ferrari and Mercedes as well. But yeah, Alonso looked fantastic uh, for his age. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, wanted to win the race. Yeah, I could see Verstappen was even scared, eh? Because after the race, uh, yeah, Verstappen said, talking, yeah, yeah, Verstappen was talking like, oh, Alonso was fast in this sector. I was like, yeah, because yeah, he was he almost was. catching me. And I could see Alonso yeah. was happy drinking. He was happy with the podium. Yeah. <clears throat> but I know Alonso was kind of thinking, flip. We 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 had a chance to be to beat Verstappen, but obviously. But he said. He yeah, said. He said. He almost. He almost took. A, he almost took a gap, but he was worried he would have hit Max, and then he was scared that he wouldn't be able to leave the the the, the track because he was obviously insinuating the Dutch fans were going to maul him <laughs> if he did that. Um, <laughs> so fair, fair play to him. But on, honestly, uh, Alonso was just like honestly top class, um, master class. Uh, he was my number one as well, so I guess we agree with that. Um, my number two was also Gasly. Um, and then this is where it gets a bit funny, because non- I've, I've used everybody's names that you guys have used here. So, BT, you said Sainz and Hamilton. And um, Dirk, you said Albon. So, I've gone yeah. and said Alonso and Gasly, and then I'm still deciding for my third. And my third, I've got written here, Hamilton, Sainz, or Albon. So, um, <laughs> nice. Quite, quite interesting. Um, it's quite interesting. I think those were the five drivers that actually stood out. They, they were the only five drivers that really did stand out in the race. Um, oh, Dirk, also, there is a rule. Top three doesn't really exist for uh, Max Verstappen. Like, we don't put Max in the top three ever because uh, BT's thing is that he should be doing what he's doing. He's in oh, a rocket I, ship. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, I... I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, at first, I put Hamilton's name down. Um, to me, the entire year, Hamilton has been like this dark horse where nobody's really talking about him. But he's really doing well. Like, if you look at where he is, he's he's there's no... Mercedes has not at one time in this year had the second best car. But he's fourth on the standings, which is where the second best car should be. Yes. Um, so my honest opinion, Hamilton is really, really doing well, and he's getting the best out of that car. And if you consider where he qualified, yeah, okay, that's not, you know, we can't reward him for qualifying badly and coming back up. But in that race, he was just racy. He looked good. Um, yeah. Same with same with Science. Science was able to even defend Hamilton at the end there, but Hamilton was definitely looking like the faster driver. Um, and then Albon. Albon is just a masterclass of, of Williams at the moment. He's honestly just having an amazing, amazing season. Um, I'm going to stick with Hamilton. I'm not going to lie. I think Albon... I think Albon deserves it, but uh, the only reason why I'm going to go with Hamilton is because uh, with regards to all three of them, Hamilton, Sainz, and Albon, I don't think that they could have done any anything more. They just couldn't do anything more. Yeah. Um, That's true. So... I'm going to just stick with Hamilton just because I feel like he was the foster out of them. Um, obviously, Sainz really kept him behind. Um, but considering Hamilton started in 13th, you, you, you have to give him that, even though, you know, you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to reward him for starting at the back and coming forward in a better in a good car. But you have to. You have yeah. to say the guy came through the field. And yeah, so um, Alonso, Gasly and Hamilton is my top three. Um, 
I think we. Can I think I, we've, we've. Can I ask? Yeah. Um, sure. So what did what did what did Gasly do that Sainz didn't do? Okay, Pete, I'm sorry, but this is going to be harsh. But he actually beat Sainz, and they were battling for most of the race. And we know the Alpine is an inferior car to the Ferrari. Even though the Ferrari is bad, the Alpine after qualifying, like it was like back of the midfield, like Alpha Tauri level of pace. And Gasly yanked a podium out of nowhere. The thing is, I've got to say, I think, I think is, uh, I think is the way I, I'm looking at it, right? I think Alpine's strategy for the race got the podium for them. Besides Perez getting the five-second five penalty, but this, in terms of strategy, let's just say that Alpine outplayed Ferrari in terms of strategy. You think, and, and do you think Gasly was going to be, I'm not going to say third, in the top five if there were no changing conditions during the race and the race was just a dry, a dry race? I wouldn't say he would have gotten a top five, but I think he would have been very close to it because if you look at, if you actually go to like um, onto the F1 app and look at the like the, I think, the I think, direction, I think, I think he was super consistent. Sainz was going to get the top five if the conditions didn't change. Yeah. Yep. Then, then, then I would agree. Sainz would have finished ahead of him. So I'm, 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 I'm going to say this though. Um, Dirk is right though. Science, Science, and Gasly did fight for quite a big part of that race, yeah. and Gasly stayed. Gasly stayed ahead. Um, Gasly did beat him in that fight. But I, I, I've got to say, um, Julian Palmer said it very accurately. Um, Alpine is not a qualifying car. They've never done well in qualifying. Um, but in a race trim, they in a race trim, they actually quite on pace. And if you look at all the other races that they've done. If they get their car in the middle of, let's say, Ferrari, Mercedes, whatever, they're able to keep up. They're able to keep up. They just can't qualify in that position. So he said that quite perfectly. The fact that that strategy got him into that mix, he was able to keep up with the pace because he was there. But it was because of the strategy that he got there. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying as well. But... That's, but that's yeah, but at the same time, at the same time, he did fight science. He did beat science. He did stay ahead of science. Um, you know, science didn't just pass him or, or, or find ways to get past him. Uh, Gasly did keep it there, and uh, he had to keep pace against Perez at the end as well to to be able to be within that five seconds, which he didn't do too badly of doing either. Um, and also, if you if you look at it as well, I mean, look. In all fairness to science, uh, Gasly also got a penalty during the race. Yeah, um, I just wanted to mention, he also got a five-second yeah. penalty. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, I'm quite happy with, with Gasly being second. Um, I, I, I think he's deserved it, to be honest. I do think that in the car that he's in, in the, in the, issues, the, the issues that they're having as a team, I really think that that... that that position that he that podium meant more to him than anybody else today um yes. i think so so I, i'm gonna give the second place to gasly uh you guys can obviously we now three people so obviously we can probably do the majority rule thing 
uh, before it gets like 20 minutes onto one segment. Um, so uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna keep Gasly at second. All good, all good, all good. Okay, cool. So third place, so we've got Alonso in first, Gasly in second, and then third place is where we can have a little bit of a chat. Um, I've said Hamilton, uh, you've said Sainz, but you also had Hamilton at second. So I agree with Hamilton. Um, yeah, I agree with Hamilton. Okay, so, okay, and then Dirk said Albon. So, um, Dirk, is there any reason why you think Albon should be third over Hamilton if you if you pick apart the race and and there doesn't have to be a reason you can always just agree with us if you want to <laughs> but okay. if you have a reason if you have a reason shoot and uh give us your thoughts okay don't get me wrong like even um uh, putting science in this conversation it is literally besides alonso the other four drivers it is so close to call. It can literally be any one of the four that gets that second and third place spot. I know we would agree with Gasly now in second. But honestly, even though I went with Albon, I honestly feel what you guys mentioned about Lewis, he, he deserves to be in third. Don't get me wrong. Albon had probably the best weekend he, he could have had in that Williams and probably his best weekend of the season so far. And clearly, whatever Williams is doing with that car is starting to work because it seems like that car, just like McLaren, ever since Silverstone, week by week, that car is quicker. And Albon is making the most of it. But, yeah. I mean, Albon started, what, fourth? And he still ended eighth. Lewis started 13th and ended ahead of Albon with a car that yeah. we know qualifies better than has than, than has race pace. So honestly, yeah. I would go with you guys. Go For me personally, I would put Lewis in third. Um, he, he Honestly, he drove awesomely. I mean, at a stage, he did an, an extra stop to Russell. And after his stop, he was a, almost a full pit stop behind George. And he still caught him and overtook him before the end. So honestly, yeah. I, I would go with Lewis with you guys. Cool. Um, just to add, the only reason why I would say um, Albon, uh, uh, Hamilton over, well, it's not the only reason, but obviously, but the reason why I'm saying Hamilton over Albon, um, Albon admitted that uh, they did get some things wrong. And um, that was the reason that they dropped. They, they, they could have still had that top five finish. Um, yeah, and uh, it was it was it was uh, mistakes from them that caused them not that caused them not to have that. Um, so, I mean, that's you know that's coming out of their mouths, you know, in, in, if you want to call it yeah. that. So, um, or out of his mouth at least, in any case. Um, but yeah, okay. So three points for Alonso, two points for Gasly, and one point for Hamilton. That's it for our top three segment. Um, that was nice. I like that. I think that's a great top three, and I think all deserve it of that podium. Um, we're going to move into the actual race review. This is what people actually come here to watch, I think. Possibly. I'm not really sure. I, I, maybe maybe they come here to see BT's pretty face. I don't know. I, I, but we'll, we'll have to put out a poll sometime um, and, and, and ask. But... Uh, we're going to get into the race review nonetheless. Let me stop rambling. Uh, let's get into the race review. We're going to first start off, before we get into the race review itself, we're going to start off with a one-sentence race caption. So basically all that is is just one short sentence of what we thought that race was. Um, I'll start off uh, just because... I don't know, because I can. 
<laughs> uh, cool. So um, my ra my one sentence race caption is this race hurt my brain. Uh, honestly, my brain wasn't braining um, and it was really hurting. Uh, I've got to be honest. I've said this in a TikTok video. I'll say it again. Um, I've never been excited to be confused. Like, you know, usually when you get confused, you get a little bit, you get a little bit of anxiety. But I was actually quite excited being confused because it just meant that this is an insane race that was happening in front of me. And, and it just meant that it was like crazy. What was it? Whatever's happening was just crazy. I, like I still can't, I can't even find the words. I still comprehend, can't comprehend what I was watching. Um, so yeah, my, my, my race caption is this race hurt my brain. Um, and I will leave it over to BT. You can take it up next and give us your one sentence race caption. Wow, you were so you were just confused while watching the race. Like you were just, you know, what what was happening? Yeah, bro. I I felt I find myself I found myself sitting on the couch, no jokes, and I was just going like this. Dude, dude, your team is winning. <laughs> Are you confused? Your team is winning. You're supposed to be looking at Verstappen what he's doing. Mate, Max Verstappen you, dropped the one to like sixth place. Sorry. Even he dropped to sixth place. He even Max dropped to sixth place. Oh wow, Max dropped. Now, nah, but I, I wasn't. No, nah, okay. So, but I, I wasn't like. In in all honesty, I, I know you. I know you're taking the Mickey out of me. But in all honesty, I, I wasn't actually watching him. I was. I was. I was looking at at the McLarens. Obviously, you guys know as well. I I, I like McLaren. Mm. And these days, it's just easier to support them because it's actually worth supporting. It's really difficult to support somebody you know is going to be 30 seconds ahead. As much as I like it, it is nice to watch and it's nice to witness. And I'm happy about it. Obviously, it's great for especially gloating with memes on a podcast and so on. Um, but uh, in terms of watching and keeping interested, I, I like focusing a lot on the McLaren boys. Um, but anyways, BT, give us your race caption. Mine was quite simple. Uh, and it goes like, you put inters on. You put inters on. Everyone put inters on. That's my <laughs> caption for the race. Uh, <laughs> well done, nice. boy. Let's go. Um, nice. Everyone was just putting inters on, eh? Just, uh, yeah. Rain put inters on. You go back to soft tires. Oh, rain is coming. Put inters on. That's the only thing I was saying, eh? I was just, I, I've never watched a, a race where the drivers spent so much time in the pit stop. It was quite interesting to watch. And the whole traffic in the in the, in the pit stop and Graham just... Uh, <laughs> 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 I don't know what's just happened. I don't know what's just happened. Vinti, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're enjoying this way too much, brother. <laughs> Don't edit, don't edit this out. This is fantastic to watch, actually. <laughs> Graham in the dark, eh? Yep. And nice. Face, Five Nights at Freddy. Here we go. Yeah, and your face is shiny. You look like a vampire. Anyway. I'm honestly... Yeah. yeah. No, no, talk. What do you want to say? No, I'm just saying I'm gonna obviously going to have to uh, go and fix this issue. Um... <laughs> Okay. So, I mean, you guys can carry on talking. Uh, you can carry on with your race reviews, your one-sentence race reviews. I will listen. Um, okay. And we can just keep this rolling. We don't have to edit this out. Um, so, carry on, BT. Yes, fine. I'll be back.
Yes, uh, Sir Jan van der Beek. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, so yeah. Okay. Ethical Issue issues. fixed. Wow, well done. Uh, does your father I own? Uh, does your father own shares in Escon? Oh, sorry. Uh, no, that's yours. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just stood up and it just came on. I think it got scared. It knew it was coming. I was going to come and give it a bit of a hiding. Anyways, carry on. Sorry about that, guys. Apologies for that. Um, <laughs> I think that was my my that's what my wife my wife's way of telling me that it's it's lights out uh, time. Um, so yeah. Anyways, um, I'm also going to just plug in the laptop quickly so you guys can carry on. BT, carry on, please. Okay, cool. Uh, so basically, Dirk, it's so explanatory, to be honest with you. Like, um, Inters were, was the tire to yes. save strategies for some teams, and Inters were the tires to save other teams to um, having points uh, or being in the points position throughout the race, uh, yeah. to be honest with you. So it was really like a mind game for me to watch all those, those cars in the pit stop, rushing into the pit stop, and seeing other teams actually do it seamlessly, and other teams just do it terribly, like Ferrari. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's just my uh, race caption. Speaking speaking of dead weight, there there was one team in particular who spent a bit of time more than normal in the pit stop. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I, I, if I if, if I do recall, he was. That he was waiting for Pirelli to manufacture a new set of tires for him, um, and so. Stop, bro. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Sorry, Dirk. Dirk, give us your one-sentence <laughs> race caption. <laughs> Before I get to that, one thing that I just want to mention to you guys with the 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 last rain shower at the end of the race before we got the red flag with Joe's crash. Yeah. Did you guys see that Ocon actually went to the wets? And yes. then they literally, as, yes, Ocon, as the that. little graph showed, Ocon wets, yes. literally the radio came through to Verstappen saying, Max, heavy rain, prepare yeah. for wet tires. And literally I was like, is Ocon going to do a crazy thing here and join Gasly on the podium? I, well. I was like, That's no. Well. And, and the funny thing is that Ocon was actually upset about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, he's, no, but he struggled. But he struggled with, he struggled with the wets at first. Yeah, he struggled with them at first, and then and then Max put them on, and then Max made the look made the wets look like he was on like red, like soft tires or something. He yeah. just looked Max but doing that. Yeah, it's the very rare occasion that you use wets because usually when the wets come on, it's r red flag. I mean, it's yeah. it's actually stupid to be honest. But I mean, yeah, what's the right. point of having a blue blue uh, tire? But in any case, uh, let's let's move forward. So uh, one sentence race caption, Dirk, go for it. Yeah. So my one one sentence race caption is rain finally causes chaos, but not enough. Wow. Okay. Not enough. Yes. <laughs> Jeez, you hard to impress, mate. What what more do you want? Okay. Just hear I me out. Seen, hang on. I haven't. I haven't. The last time we had such a crazy race was 2018 Germany. No. What? Well, actually, hang on. Sochi 2021 was quite mental. But I think 2018 Germany was the last time where we just saw Oaks just flying off the track and swapping places from first to 20th and Max doing a 360 and still winning the race. And he had five pit stops and still winning the race. Like, come on. Like, what more do you want? You are very difficult to impress, sir. I've got to <laughs> Okay, okay. Let me just explain why, okay? Sure. How many wet races have we had this year already? We've had more than usual, okay? 
And every single one of them, as soon as it rains, Max dominates more. It seems it's as if the Red Bull car gets better, the wetter it gets. It turns into a sailboat and it just rushes off into the distance. And secondly, there hasn't really been like uh, something where like the drivers go off a reasonable amount or they as there was been like an odd one. This guy locked up, went wide. That person had a half spin, you know. This race, <clears throat> the, the, the thing for me is, the chaos was caused, and yes, especially at the end, the beginning wasn't so mental to me, honestly. I feel it was a bit meh, but the end was. But, I mean, look who went off. It was Joe who crashed, both Mercs went wide, and it was Sonoda. That's the four drivers that went off. The rest all kept it on the track, and obviously Perez, sorry. Perez with his massive lock-up 360 hip-hop move. But besides that, everybody kept a cool head, and then as soon as the 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 fifth car went off, immediate red flag. Which again, Graham, I yeah. I reiterate with you, I think it's stupid. These are the best drivers in the world with the best technology at their feet. What's the point of a wet with a tire if you're not going to use it? Yeah. Um, but more than that, the reason I'm saying, but not enough chaos, and I know, and it's not because I've got anything against him, but Max literally won his ninth race in a row. And in crazy conditions. And I'm wishing bad luck upon Max. I'm not wishing for Max to crash or anything like that for for the team. But I am so desperate for somebody new to win. I don't even care if Mazepin flies in with a jet and just scoops in front of the line in front of the Stappen. Can anyone else please just win a race? That is why it didn't for me cause enough chaos because Max still won and Red Bull was still the fastest car. And, Dirk, I understand your frustration. I think me and you are on that same boat. The annoying thing about that, the circuit, is that it dries up very quickly. Yes. And if you guys noticed that. Like, all of a sudden, like... Yeah, but it's because it's... Yeah, but... Then, quickly, everyone goes into the pit stop. Yeah, but it's because the... It's because of the elevation changes and the banks. So, the water always runs off the track. So, that's naturally going to happen. So, Derek, I, I, I understand completely, 100%. I still think you're a, a difficult guy to impress because, honestly, there was, like, literally everything you could want in a race was in this race. I mean, crazy podium in a way with Gasly. Um, a lot of wet weather. Uh, the only the only thing that was the same as anything else was the winner. But in honesty, like, it's inevitable. Like, that guy, honestly, regardless of the car he's driving he's just next level uh, and and it's just he, he he's just on top of the game on top of his game and he's one with that machine um we can't fault the guy honestly you just can't fault him so let's move into the into the actual race review where we just go through a couple of um the teams and drivers um there's a, there's a few teams that we just don't need to talk about because they're useless and r- irrelevant so that like you know like Alfa Romeo Haas those kinds of Team, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they they just they just, I like, I think Haas should just sell now and and just get it done. Um, you know, Alfa Romeo is selling to Audi, so that's great. I think Haas yeah. should give Andretti a turn or something. They're just completely useless. It doesn't really matter what you know. I've I've actually I've actually pinned it. I was actually when I was doing my race with my uh, mid-season reviews on on TikTok. I was actually looking at all the results and. Funny enough, they're actually doing worse than Alpha Tauri if you consider the amount of times they've been in the points. Yeah. Alpha Tauri's been in the points four times. They've only been in the points three times. And one of those times, uh, 
Halkenberg was able to get a seventh position or something, which is why they have more points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they've been in the top ten less than AlphaTauri has, so it's, it's it, I don't know. They just they just useless. They just I think um, well, well done for the two drivers for retaining their drive for next year. Um, I do think they're the two better drivers to have in that team. I think the team require two um, drivers that know what they're doing. Um, so well done to them. But they they I think it's time for us to sell. Anyways, um, sidetracking. Let's get into the actual race review. Um, I'm going to start off with saying lap one, how there was no collision in lap one makes no sense to me because if I'm really honest with you, I'm not sure that I have seen a lap one so intense in a very long time. Like I literally, I sat there, like I said, I just sat there going, like what is Mm. happening? Honestly, um, the, how they didn't have a collision in lap one. And, and and this goes back to what you were saying earlier, Dirk. The 20 best drivers in the world. Yep. You know, these guys are really skillful. I mean, Latifi and Mazepin are gone. Mick Schumacher's gone. There's no yeah. more. Strong There's no more you know? I mean, Sargent is probably the worst driver on the field. And even he, I mean, he did have an accident eventually. But even he was able to stay out of the chaos in lap one. Um, you know, it... it it's a great showing for me. I think I think this has got to be one of the first times where I can really say that I'm really impressed with each and every driver um, to have been able to get away with that lap one uh, scot free. Um, a lot of places missed, uh, a lot of places lost, a lot of places gained, uh, a lot of changes in in um, in uh, overtakes, um, yeah. and just no nobody hit each other, which was just amazing. Um, so, yeah, I think just a lot of wet weather in general, um, it really made the race exciting. It was really, really good. Uh, before we go on to the teams, I don't know if you guys want to add to that. Yes. Can I please add something? Um, okay, Graham, firstly, this is just a little personal point for me, but I'm, there's two things I want to add. First of all, I don't agree with you when you say Logan Sargent is the, probably the worst driver on the grid. I firmly believe it's Lance Stroll. That guy, for me, does not deserve to be in Formula One. But the only reason he's there is because his dad owns Aston Martin Formula One. Um, and uh, even though Logie Bear did drop the ball this weekend, I still don't feel he has too much to be ashamed of. But I'll get to that point later. And Graham, definitely. Like, <clears throat> there's always this conversation on social media, especially if you're like into a lot of mo- different motorsports like myself, where people always have the conversation of which motorsport has the better drivers, F1, NASCAR, Rally, freaking Super Formula, whatever they want to na- call it. And every motorsport has got its set amount of talents, but no motorsport needs the, besides Rally that can really get close, but it's a completely different motorsport to Formula One. There's yeah. no other motorsport except F1 and Rally where you have to have pin perfect reactions with every single thing you do, whether it's braking, your throttle, your steering inputs, even pressing the buttons on your steering wheel that is at a wrong time can cost you a position or your race. And these really, that first lap, looking how close these drivers got on a track that's already very damn narrow and with the, the conditions also playing a part and all the swapping going on, like if you want to prove to someone that these are the that these are the twenty best drivers in the world, just show them the first lap of Zandvoort for the rest of time. That is enough yeah. proof, in my opinion. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Actually, 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 on point on that one. 
Um, I'm just going to point out on Larson. I think he done well for his first race. Um, yeah. And Graham has been talking about him and saying he's quite good. And uh, I didn't actually watch him closely. And he looked, he looked good. I mean, it's, it is his first race. So um, yeah. watch him as well. But for his first race, he's done really well. Really well. Uh, obviously, we don't, we don't, we don't, I can say, we didn't expect him to be within the points because of the car that he's driving. Um, and yeah. His first race, but he has something going. So I look forward to watching him. Yeah, I, I, so a lot of people have been saying he did well and I, he did do well, but essentially he only gained three places in the race because, you know, it's, it's, it's not like he did an amazing job, but he did, I mean, he had one practice, he had qualifying all that's in the way. Yes, he I'm got going. thrown, yeah. yeah, he got, got thrown into probably one of the most insane races we've had in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he he came he came out uns, unscratched. He he came out with a with a decent car. He brought it home, um, and and he gained some places. Um, uh, look, uh, so Dirk. Usually, what we do is we go through the teams, and then we'll go through like a top four teams, and then we'll just sort of highlight the rest of the other stuff. But while we're on Lawson, we might as well highlight the rest of the teams first, and then get into the top four teams. Um, considering we've already started touching on that subject. Um, one of the points that I had was about Lawson um, having a really good start to his uh, his F1 career. Being able to get through that uh, was extremely, extremely good from his part. Uh, I've got to ask what happens to him from here. Obviously, Ricardo has been set to possibly come back by Singapore, which means that Lawson still has another race or two if he doesn't come back by Singapore, probably the race after that. Um, but Lawson's probably got another race or two to prove himself in the sport. But but what happens from here? I think it, it seems pretty set um, that Red Bull wants Ricardo to actually stay with AlphaTauri next year. It hasn't been confirmed, but it looks like they want it. Um, just by the way Christian Horner talks. Um, so I don't know. What does this mean for Lawson? Does, does Lawson have to do something special in the next two races? Or... Um, or do you think, regardless, Ricardo will will end up taking that seat? Okay, Graham, I was ready for this because this was one of my moments of the race. Okay, first of all, I unfortunately need to correct you. Lawson gained five positions. Besides the DNFs, he finished 13th on the road and there were 17 classifications. Lawson finished 13th on the road. Yeah, so that's four. I don't know about okay. your math, but... Uh... Okay, but besides that... <laughs> okay, all... yeah, okay, so to be honest, sorry, sorry to break your word. Uh, so I, I, I forgot about the 17th classification because there were uh, there were four DNFs, but obviously the one had finished 75% of the race. I I only, I only recorded on the 16th, but still, he still only passed three because who was the last one to go out was, was Russell. Russell would have been ahead. So he technically still did only pass three drivers. He still only did overtake three drivers. But I get your point, though. In terms of classifications, he did gain four points. Either way, I mean, it's not. It's got nothing to do with him that other people don't know how to drive, to be honest. And uh, uh, to be fair, he overtook Valtteri Bottas. Like a clean overtake. Did you guys will go back to watch the overtake? He went around the outside of turn one. 
in those tricky conditions. Bottas doesn't count, bro. Like, Bottas doesn't count anymore, man. That guy's on the next level retirement yeah, package. Yeah, like, Bottas. on his day is still freaking good. He is. Bottas is retired, dude. He's retired. Yeah, he is. He's just, he's living it at the retirement home. He's waiting for Audi to roll the only, up. The only, team, the only team that could save Bottas' career, and I mean, Graham has spoken about it, is Ferrari. If Ferrari, if Ferrari grabs him, to be honest. Yeah. That is probably true. That is probably true. But we know then he's never going to win a race because Ferrari will forget to, put, to bring his tyres to the track. But no. in any case... <laughs> Okay, let's bring this let's let's bring this back. Let's bring this back to the question quickly. What ha- what happens to Lawson and Daniel Ricciardo? Um what what do you guys think is going to happen? That's what I wanted to touch upon. Liam, oh, freaking hell Liam. Graham. <laughs> Graham, look, I think as soon as Ricciardo's hand is healed, he will get back in the car. But if Liam Lawson really wants to really like open the other team's eyes to really give him a shot before Ricciardo gets back in that car, he needs to beat Sonoda or he needs to get points or both. Yeah. He has both. to do that to make a good, good impression that he yeah. is there and he's a good driver to have in your team. And that's either yeah. going to be with points or beating Yuki, like yeah. properly beating yeah. him on track. Yeah, and, and if he's going to get two races in a row, then he should score points, points in those two races. To be honest yeah, well, I think he, yeah, he he might only have one race left. It all depends on um, Ricardo. They are looking to have him back at Singapore, uh, but but Horner also did say that as uh, he'll come back when he, when his hand fully. And my question is, since so we're speaking about Afatari, if Ricardo's coming back next year, right? Um, how old is Ricardo now? No idea, actually. He's 32, I think. 32. Possibly. So, what's the plan? Is he going to race for them until he retires? Or is it just a, a warm-up gig for him to get to, get to, the, bigger, to the bigger boys? What's happening? Well, I mean, his, 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 aim, his aim is 2025. I mean, that's, that's, that was, you know, that was what was discussed with him and, and, and Horner and them. Um, is that uh, by 2025, he wants to be in Red Bull again. Uh, but obviously, depending on his performances, I mean, if he does extremely well, who knows? I mean, if Ferrari come and knock on his door, or if Mercedes come and knock on his door, who knows what that... I, I don't see it happening for next year, but who knows? Um, I've got to ask this question. Um, Daniel Ricciardo crashed because Piastri was in his line. Do you think he could have missed Piastri, or do you think he made the right call by going into the wall? I mean, we don't know Ricardo as somebody that really makes a lot of mistakes, right? So uh, that's a tough one. Honestly, you gotta say you gotta say it's it's very good of him that he that he that he decided to not risk hitting another driver. From no, 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 no. I'm not going to try and badmouth Ricardo for what he tried to do, not at all. But that corner, obviously, I understand that they took the upper wide line to carry as much speed as possible throughout the entire duration of the corner. But just for me, I, if you look where Ricardo hit the wall, where Piastri hit the wall, there was still a reasonable amount of time. And honestly, any racing driver knows you learn from karting. When you know you're going to hit something, hands off the wheel. So, I mean, literally, yeah. that get thought to you from day one. So, 
I don't know what went through, through Ricardo's mind to not leave the steering wheel, but personally, I would be indecisive to know whether it was a smart or a bad choice. Considering what could have happened, I would say I would lean more towards good because obviously you don't want to um, injure a fellow driver. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a juggle. But, I mean, the steering wheel thing, that for me was just honestly a bit silly. I would say, I would say, I would say it's a, it was a bad choice. Because you just want to be different. No, it's not about being different. He's racing. He's racing for his Formula One career. So I think I, I would think that seeing that he's back now and someone has given him the opportunity to be back on the grid, to be selfish. Yeah, but it's not about being selfish though. If he if he hit us if he hit Oscar as in a T, it would he would have teed Oscar. That's I mean a driver just died in in Spa by by being teed in the middle of the track mm -hmm. um it, it's it's dangerous it's 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 extremely dangerous so but the, the the reason i'm asking the question is because surely i mean there there was about five seconds we're talking about these drivers having the most pinpoint reactions right surely he could have surely a a flag or something could have come out in time for him to have just braked and stopped the car before hitting, uh, I, I, I don't know, I, I, you know, you you can't see them both in one picture, you know, all you see from the camera angle is that he just comes out of nowhere um, mm. a few seconds later, but whether he would have had time to actually break before, if 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 the flags maybe didn't come out in time, who knows? Um, but anyways, I just thought yeah. I'd pose that question. To be honest with you, I'm just viewing it as, I'm viewing it in terms of his career. I'm just yeah. And he is getting old. We're talking, we're talking like Ricardo has all the time in the world here. He really doesn't. Mm. No. And, and he's not Alonso, unfortunately. No. So, no, so he has limited time to actually... To make a difference. Me ...to show yeah. all what he has. And yeah. this injury is a setback, you know? Yeah. And it might take some time for him to to get back into his groove again. Yeah. Hopefully that won't happen. That's all I have. Okay. Um, let's move on from that. Uh, we, we shouldn't stay too long on one thing. Um, let's move on to... Uh, well, we've already spoken about Elbon bossing his race and so on. So I think we can... We can just move on from that. We we both we I think we all know Williams is, is doing a great job at the moment and, and specifically Elbon. Yeah. Um Yuki, we've already spoken about Alpha Tauri. Yuki Yuki is doing well. I honestly don't know why he got his penalty. I'm not gonna lie. Um that obviously put him at the back of the grid by the end of the race. Yeah. But he, for most of that race he, he was in the points and he was fighting. I mean he was overtaking, he was he was doing really well. Um yeah. so so well done to him. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, before we move on to the top four, um, I guess this team is technically in the top four now, um, but also are they? I mean, qualifying wise, they should should it, they were. Uh, Norris and Piastri with McLaren. Um, considering they did lose places in the race, I still think that they looked really good. Um, obviously, you know, as we spoke about Gasly gaining places in with a, with a good call. On the other side of the field, McLaren made a bad call, and that cost mm -hmm. McLaren some places. But, but Norris and Piastri both, in my opinion, were on the pace. They both did extremely well. 
Uh, and I don't know if you guys saw that photo finish between Hamilton and and uh, and uh, Norris. Did you see it? Twenty-three one thousandths of a second. Norris per zero point zero zero two three. Wow! It was crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just think that McLaren, McLaren are there. Um, I think they're there. Um, I do think Aston Martin definitely made a. a, a, a massive stride this week uh, whether it's just Alonso whether it was the conditions or whether it was the upgrade I don't know but I, I, I think McLaren are still there they they have that pace they're still definitely a quicker car um, I mean Norris was catching and I mean if Norris almost passed him on the finish line he was almost trying to overtake uh, Sainz Norris could have definitely taken Sainz then because he was quicker than the Mercedes even oh. Um, yeah. You know that that puts him in the top five again. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what your guys' thoughts on McLaren. Um, you see, it, it's what's happening between McLaren and Aston Martin is exactly what I was talking about in our special. Where yeah. If McLaren is in terms of strategy, things are not going well, going well, or is in terms of the circuit, um, then they will finish within the points. Aston Martin yeah. the same thing as well. So those two teams are the most interesting teams to watch at the moment. Because you never know what's going to happen in, in each yeah. circuit. You know, yeah. both those cars are fast. But now it will all depend on their strategies and how the weekend yeah. is going and about the drivers as well. Yeah, I think about that's the biggest thing. Are they looking, are they looking racing? Yeah. Is everything going well and stuff like that? So we, we, we should keep a good eye on, on those two teams because... There's going to be a couple of circuits where McLaren is faster than Aston Martin. There's yeah. Be a couple of circuits where Aston Martin is faster than McLaren. And yeah. to be honest with you, um, I, I would say that Aston Martin, there's just me being biased because I like Alonso. And I know Alonso will drive the rails off of that car. Aston Martin should be rather on top, to be honest with you. Yeah. Caliber driver they have, um, but but uh, okay, but I, yeah, so I, d- I disagree with that though in in a way. Like so, I, I get it, uh, and and I mean I Brad, love. Brad, wait, you're being biased. You're being no, biased. no, no, no. Well, I'm not uh, saying that. Yeah. You know, just being biased, basically. No, no, that's fair, but 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 in terms on the basis of what you're saying, being like taking the bias out of it. It's still correct, though, in the sense where if you look at the caliber of drive, you look at Alonso and you'd be like, definitely that team should be better because it's Alonso. Not, not, you can, like, dude, come on, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Alonso is at least, if not the best, he's top three in yeah. the current, on the current grid, without yeah, a doubt. Him, 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 Lewis and Max, you, I, I don't think that we can sit here and honestly say, him, Lewis and Max, who will win? I, I don't like we can say it, but nobody, none of us will know, right? Between those three, and I think all all three of us in our hearts know or, or feel that it would be Alonso, and and yeah. I, th- I think that that I think that that's I think that that's most of the world. I don't think it's just us. I think most of the world know Alonso, so that that is what you're saying is correct. But what is not correct is that you're talking about the caliber of a driver not drivers. And if you look at Oscar and Norris, they're a team. 
they they have been really close and they've been looking good and and Oscar has been with Norris. Yes, he's been behind Norris, but he's been with Norris all the time. Wherever you see Norris, one or two positions behind, that's where you see Oscar. Yeah. Wherever you see Alonso, 20 positions behind, that's where you see Stroll. Exactly. And I think that's and that's what and that's what Dirk said about Stroll. And that's and that's why Mercedes is the second best team of the year. They've not got yeah. the second best car. They have not once had the second best car of the year, but they're the second best team in this championship. Um, and 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 I mean, BT, you know my stance on Stroll. It's it's not. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. It's just. Um, I I do think that Stroll deserves his place in F1. He's been better than this. I think this is his worst year in F1. Um, and after this year, I think he needs to be evaluated. Um, if next year he doesn't come right, um, then 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 I then I will then I will jump on the board on the um, on the anti-stroll bandwagon. But but for now, I, I I still feel like he does still deserve to be an F1. It's just he's just having his worst season. Whether that's attributed to the fact that he hurt himself and he's maybe not recovered correctly, but then that's that's Aston Martin putting him in races he shouldn't be racing. Who yeah. knows what it? You, who knows what it's about? Um, but the reality is, he has deserved this spot in in F1. He's never done. He's never made big mistakes. He's he's always been able to get points. He's always. Been, I mean, he's got podiums. He's got poles. You know, he's he's done his job as a driver. He's. It's not like he's done nothing. Um, it's just this year he's definitely struggling, struggling, and unfortunately, unfortunately he's being put up against one of the greatest drivers we've seen in the sport. Now, I mean, obviously that's a debate, but I think everybody knows that Alonso, with the right decisions, would have been, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I disagree. I disagree in the sense where I think McLaren is just a better team in terms of their drivers. Um, but Aston Martin just, I think, has has a better team of people building the car at the moment um, yes. because they they've got basically they're the birth child of Mercedes and Red Bull. Um, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> they they are though because half of their staff is from Mercedes and the other half is from Red Bull and and they've they've created a masterpiece which is. Um, Really good. It's really it's 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 working for them. They just need to develop it well, and it seems like they've unlocked something this weekend. So, good on them. Um, w- while we're there, we might as well move on to Aston Martin. Um, I think, in my honest opinion, McLaren did well, and um, that's all I can say. I I, I do think that it's going to be very, as you said, it's going to be very interesting to see um, Aston Martin and McLaren this for the rest mm-hmm. of the season how they. How they pin against each other and and how they fight up against each other and I, I really think that McLaren has got a chance to to pip Ferrari at the end of the season as well, um, and I don't mean that in a I'm not trying to. No, you're talking the truth. You're talking yeah. the absolute truth. Um, let's move over to Aston Martin. Um, uh, Dirk, I'll give you a chance to go because we spoke about McLaren now. Um, so I don't know. Let me know what you think of Aston Martin's race. Um, Tale of two halves, as usual, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But go for it. Okay. I'm, I'm literally going to touch on McLaren 20 seconds. The only thing that I want to quickly say there is, Graham, 
Piastri is a rookie, and he has been, like you said, the maximum amount has been three positions behind Norris, if I think back across the season. And that is what Stroll, heading into Aston Martin, hasn't been doing. Even the race, I think Stroll beat Alonso in one race. I think it was Spain, and he beat him twice in qualifying. But here's my thing. Look, don't get me wrong. Stroll had like a small peak when he went from Williams to Racing Point, where he really had a few really, really good standout performances. But Lance Stroll has never beaten a teammate. He didn't beat Perez. He didn't beat, beat Massa. He didn't beat Vettel. And he's currently seeing his rear, his rear end with Alonso. He's never been able to beat a teammate. And again, I do agree with you to a certain amount that he deserves to be an F1. But he's had more than enough time to prove himself. Look at drivers that have been hired by Red Bull. I mean, Yuki, last year, this time we thought Yuki was going to get yeeted. And he proved himself and Red Bull kept him. Yeah. Stroll is literally just there because his dad owns Aston Martin. And it's not meant in any disrespect. But if you compare to what Alonso has been doing to that car, and yes, we know Alonso can exceed the limits of a car. That's just how good Fernando is. Like you said, yeah. Matt, Lewis, and, and Fernando, they are on, in, on, on their own level this year. Yeah. But Stroll should at least be able to get the car to its limits. And that is top 10 every single race. That's where the yeah. car's been, even on its bad weekends. And for me, it's just overall looking at Aston's weekend, like, again, I do not know how Alonso kept that car in one piece at certain parts of right. the race. I mean, I swear that Oka, I'm sure that he forgot it was raining. Yeah, like, so I just sure. wanted to mention that. He is. Um, and BT, I'm going to actually go back to something you said a few months ago, the first time I saw the podcast. And it's one something that you mentioned as well, Graham. If we put Lewis, Max, and Alonso in the same car, and I'm not talking about a car that was built for a driver, so not Mercedes built for Lewis, not Red Bull built for, for, for Max. Put them all three, I'm taking something random, put them all three in an Alpha Tauri, or put them all three in a Williams. Let's see what happens. And I personally believe, and I know he's made some terrible career choices, you put those three drivers in the same car, I, I would put money on it that Alonso will beat Lewis and Max. Thank you, Dirk. I know my things. Eh? I know my stuff. Don't worry about it. I know my stuff. That guy over there just gets annoyed when I say stuff like that. But anyway. Graham, don't get me wrong. I know uh, Hamilton and Verstappen are incredible drivers. And what Max has been doing this year, he's been robotic. He is incredible. I still just don't think that either of them are better than Alonso. On all, if all of them have their perfect day with the car suiting them perfectly, I still don't think Lewis or Max is beating Alonso. So, I mean, so that's what I was saying just now, is that in our hearts, I think everybody, most people in the world, in their hearts, have an idea that Alonso is is got to be one of the best, right? The, the only reason why I disagree with the statement of he will beat them uh, more so Max, not so much Lewis, uh, is just because Max has the same temperament. Who knows who's going to give up? Who who knows which of them is going to give in the most? They have the same temperament, and they're both extremely, extremely, extremely aggressive drivers. And the, the, the fact is, is that nobody knows for sure which one of those two are going to back down in a race. Uh, in fact, in fact, if anything, those two are crashing, like as teammates. That's just probably what's going to end up happening with the two of them. Um, it's not that I disagree with that. It's not that I disagree that Alonso will come out on top. It's just that 
I don't think you can say for sure that Alonso comes out on top. Um, anyways, let's let's just get into this race because you know we, we need to pull back some time now. It's, we, we, I, I'm so scared, people. Uh, if you guys are still watching, by the way, honestly, I really do appreciate it. And uh, again, if you are still watching at this point, please go and click that subscribe button. <laughs> I've got to ask, guys. We've got to ask, um, and uh, it would really it would it would mean a lot to us. Um, Let's get into let, let's let's just get into Aston Martin and, and get that done. Um, Alonso just had a masterclass this weekend, guys. Honestly, I and by the way, Dirk, I do agree with Stroll in terms of this year, um, and I do agree with what you were saying. Um, look, look, today or yesterday or the day before? What is today even? Monday, yesterday. Okay, so the race was yesterday. Um, absolute masterclass, honestly. Um, the first lap, in the first lap already, he just seemed so much quicker than everybody. He just, yeah. from from getting off the line, he just moved. And turn three, he was already going on the inside of, 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 of Russell and, and Norris. Um, honestly. They're on charge with Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's where his race basically started. And from there, it just went uphill. Like, th yeah. there, was, there was no time in that race where it actually went wrong for him. Um, and he was just on top of it constantly. Um, so well, well done to Alonso. Honestly, he deserves everything good that comes to him because honestly, he's 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 made this team what it is today. Um, yeah, absolutely. If, if 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 you consider the fact that okay, yeah, Vettel was maybe a part of building the car for this year. Alonso is a part of driving it, and let me tell you something: he's driven the wheels off that thing, honestly, um, and he and and he's continuing to do that. So well done to Alonso. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add, BT, for Aston Martin before we move on. Um, yeah, no, the guys did it all. Eh? Um, Alonso was was looking good. Um, the only thing I'm quite worried about is Stroll, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I've said this many times, is that is Aston Martin having the same issues they're having with um, the same as Red Bull is having, where the other car looks awesome, it looks fast. And the other car just doesn't, um, and that and that's the yeah. question we should be asking ourselves, um, because yes, no, but we, I don't, yeah, yes, we don't expect uh, Stroll to to consistently be in the top five or top four, but I think Aston Martin should always aim at least the ninth place, tenth place for for Stroll at least. You know, just to get that consistency in, in yeah. points. Because now what's happening now is that McLaren and, and Aston Martin will go neck on neck. And, and it, it's going to happen. And now there's going to be a couple of frustrations now where Alonso's literally carrying the team. Yeah. You know? um, and that's all I need to say. So, sure, yeah. please, man. The team needs you. Uh, you know, the team needs you. So, yeah, that's all. Yeah, that win, that win, that win is going to be on offer soon, and they're going to need Stroll to hold Max up at some point. <laughs> and, uh, it's going to happen. Yeah. So okay, so listen, guys, this is the part of the show where we um, move on to the, a bit more emotional time because we've got two Ferrari fans here, um, and so we're going to maybe get through Ferrari. We're gonna maybe just get through Ferrari a little bit quicker because, um, please. Per personally, personally, um, 
Your phone, your phone agrees with me, mate. Your phone agrees with me. Um, it's just there's there's no words. I, I don't, it, the, the same as I have no words for how well Red Bull are doing now. We've said everything we can say. There's nothing more I can say for Ferrari. It's just it's too constant. It's happening too often. Um, and okay, we said in the past we're going to give them their space and their time. Obviously, they're rebuilding. They're going through transformation. Whatever. Cool. I'm still going to give them that time, but it's just such a heartbreaking thing to witness every single week. I'm not even a Ferrari fan, and even it even hurts me, especially because I, I love their two drivers honestly, and it, it it's just it's just a poor showing. And and what they're doing to poor Leclerc, honestly, they just get it wrong. They seem to get it wrong for him specifically so much more than for mm. Science. Um, and Sainz, actually, okay, to be fair, on the plus side, Sainz, to me, did very well today. Honestly, uh, yesterday. Um, honestly, w- did extremely well. I don't think he could have done any better at all, in my honest opinion. Uh, the fact that he held Hamilton off at the end as well was just amazing. Um, but again, Ferrari just seemed to let Scholl down constantly. And it just doesn't help anybody. Doug, you want to go? Well, to you. Yeah. Okay. I've literally written two points down, and it's my last two points on my on the little script that I wrote. So first of all, Leclerc was having a Latifi style weekend, even without Ferrari's intervention. Leclerc really had a bad weekend, especially qualifying. When I saw him in that barrier, I literally had a Matt Gallagher moment. I literally got up and just say what? <laughs> I couldn't. And um, the second thing was. Um, and I'm going to actually, Graham, I'm going to tie Mercedes into this because Mercedes stealing Ferrari strategists and Ferrari still just being Ferrari. We're going to get to Merck now, but also Merck messed up the initial the initial going on to intermediates. They messed up so bad. I mean, yeah. you know, but like you said, Graham, what is there more to say? Um, I mean, I've been a passionate Ferrari fan literally since I can remember watching Formula One with my dad since I've been a little kid. And to see where they were and where they are now, it's almost been 20 years since we've won a world championship. 20 years. And the thing is, also, science is over on the whole grid. Science is my third favorite driver. Charles is my fourth. I love both of them. They yeah. both got funky personalities, and they are both so great. And Science yeah. is doing the thing that he's been doing ever since he joined Ferrari. Halfway through the season, he starts beating Charles. He can never do it at the start, but he always does it at the end. And now that Ferrari seems like it seems like almost they're overpressurizing themselves when it comes to Charles because he's not driver number one. That they put Science as the side note, but that's exactly what he needs, and he performs. Mm. They over complicate everything for Charles and then they just completely like yeah. it's that like, like that video of the girl hitting the golf ball on the driving range and she just misses and the baby starts laughing that's literally how comical it's gotten and it honestly there's no words for me it's I, and they yeah. like you said they they apparently went through a restructure in the summer break I don't see any of it no I don't think they went through a restructure in the summer break. I think they are still going through it. I think they're going through a full transformation at the moment. Um, and this is common in sports. I mean, you, you see it in all different sports when when teams go through management changes. There's always there's always these teething problems and issues going on. You must also remember, Ferrari have lost a lot of staff. Eh? 
Ferrari have lost a lot of key members at the moment, which they have to find new ones to replace, and they can't just pull them in now. Um, they've got to wait until the end of the year. So it's 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 a. I, I, as a non-Ferrari fan, I'm going to give them their time. I, it's it's really heartbreaking to see what's going on, but um, I just hope they get it right. BT, you want to add anything? Yeah, I know. I mean, guys, you know, these are these. And yeah, you both are right. I mean, it's been 20 years, Dirk, you know. Um, Graham, you are right by saying you don't know what to say anymore. And... The only thing, or the only positive thing I saw during the race, or even during qualifying, is that something that I've been asking Leclerc to do, and is to show there's the number one driver. There was an instance where Leclerc actually told the team, look, come on guys, what are we doing? Let's do better. I love that. Mm. That is my positive for, for the weekend. Yeah. Finally, this guy got his balls back. I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know what happened during the summer break, but it, it is a bit too late now because the season is nearly over. Um, hopefully, yeah. he will sign the contract extension, and hopefully, what the message that he said to the team is not the only message he's going to say all, on, all, on all season. Yeah. Um, I think the club needs to do that. He needs to. Yeah. He needs to certify himself as the number one driver again. Yeah. And I think the more the more he, he, he does things like that, I think the more Ferrari will see that this guy means business, the guy this guy wants to win and this guy yeah. wants to win with this team. Yeah, he needs to stamp his so, authority. Yeah, so I like that's the only positive I can I can take out of, of the week. I'm not gonna say anything negative mm. for Ferrari this past weekend. We all know what they're going through. I'm, I'm not even watching the races now, hoping we're going to get a podium or hoping something special is going to happen. You know, I mean, we're going to Monza next week. This yeah. weekend, it's going to be it's going to be embarrassing. But anyway, yeah. Um, Anyways, last last yeah. two cents from me is that the clerk, please look how Max controls everything in his side of the garage. Max mm. is never scared to say what he doesn't like. He's never scared to say what he likes, and he always provides feedback. Yeah. This weekend, Leclerc did provide some feedback, and he should continue doing that. And if he does continue to do that, we never know. He might grow into a driver in a caliber yeah. of Max. He's not that far off from Max. He's not saying he's better than Max. He's not far off yeah. from Max. So yeah. that's all I'm going to say about Ferrari and Leclerc. Science, brilliant race. Dirt. Dirk nailed it basically is that yeah. science is, is performing very well because that pressure is not on him. Mm. And science is just uh, thinking his own strategies and doing yeah. whatever he wants to do. And I think that's working, that's working for him. And the, hard, the hardest thing that Ferrari will need to address this offseason, and I'm going to say this again, they need to address who's number one, who's number two. You yeah. need to address that problem. And Fred, you need to address that problem off-season so your guys can be able to do separate strategies for both drivers. Yes, if yeah. science is faster in that particular weekend, then science should be priority in terms of strategy. If Leclerc is faster, which is Leclerc is always faster in the weekend, most of the time. So then 
you do vice versa. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, let's move over to Merck. Um, and uh, honestly, um, I've, I've already said what I needed to say about Hamilton today, so I'm not going to go into that. Um, just to save a bit of time. It's pretty simple. Hamilton's been very under the radar this whole season, and I think he was very under the radar this race as well. I don't think people talking about are not. I don't think people are talking about him, but personally, I think he had an amazing race. That's all I'm going to say about him. Um, moving on to Russell, same mediocre race that he's had all year round. Um, he, he's not really doing anything special for me this year. Honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I was one of those guys that, that said in the beginning when he was in Williams that put him, put him, in, a, put him in a Mercedes um, and you'll see him take on Lewis. And he did that last year. But last year, he also kept it consistent while Lewis was testing and trying out different things. Yeah. Uh, whereas this year, when they now both on par and they both testing stuff and, and doing things, um, he can't seem to get the better of Lewis. And Lewis is absolutely demolishing him. And um, <laughs> so... That's all I'm going to say. Same mediocre race as, as, as he's pretty much been having all year long. Um, nothing else I can add to Mercedes. That's all I've got. Doug? Honestly, besides the whole strategy blunder, like typical Ferrari move that Mercedes went for at the beginning of the race, besides that, like honestly, without taking into fact that there's a world championship on the line, I feel this has been Lewis's best season where he hasn't been fighting for a world championship. Those years back at, the, at McLaren, McLaren really couldn't provide him a world championship winning car, and he had a lot of scraps with Button. Um, I feel this year has been Lewis's best performance, not fighting for the title. And honestly, after last year, I'll be honest, I was one of the, I would call it a Lewis hypocrite, if we can put it that way. After last year, I was like, yeah, <laughs> Lewis is going to get dusted by George. And as soon as Lewis almost, as soon as they got through that testing phase of yeah. last year's absolutely horrendous car and Lewis get, got back to what he usually does, once again, Lewis has absolute pure driving capabilities and talent just comes through. And like you yeah. said, Graham, he is demolishing Russell this year. And yeah. George, with all due respect, you're in one of the, you're in the, in the top four teams now. You need to pull up your stocks, otherwise eventually you're going to get shanked. You need to at least be yeah. doing what Bottas did and be a consistent number two. Otherwise, you're not going to stay there long. Um, and George has been too inconsistent this year and he's been making too many mistakes. Something has to change for George before the end of the season. Otherwise, he is going to have problems. Yeah. Yeah, I know for me as well. Yeah, George. Yeah, it's been a... I mean, first half of the season, it wasn't too bad. Uh, it wasn't, it's just that he's not consistent enough. Um, and Hamilton is really showing why Hamilton's number one driver and why he's a seven time world champion. Um, yeah, but in terms of the team itself, they're working well together. Um, and, and what that's what yeah. matters at the moment. They're not winning it, they're not winning a championship this season. We don't know about next season, but to gather points and to be up there in the construction, construction, um, constructors, sorry guys, be there in the constructors, and to be third, um, being third, 
it's quite good, to be honest with yeah. you. It, that, that, that's quite good for the car they have this season. So, I mean, I'm going to tell you... They're second now. Oh, wow, John, okay. Um, so, but anyway, what Hamilton is doing is amazing. Um, and surely now, Mercedes are leaning towards him, not saying that he's letting yeah. George not, but George is not performing up to par where he was last season. Yeah. But anyway, we'll see how the season goes for him. And he should stop talking too much during the race. I mean, there was a time during the race where I was asking, um, guys, aren't we supposed to be aiming a podium? And like, yeah, dude, yes, but because this is a change. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, that was funny. Yeah. He was, uh, uh, he was, he was quite confused. I was like, uh, guys, yeah. what's happening? So, I also find it funny that he's he's quite he's quite an honest chap. Like he's always honest when he thinks it's his fault or if he thinks there was not like with Norris. Yeah. Like he was like yeah, uh, it was just a racing. And it's it's quite funny that he he's so honest, but he's he's so honest too much. Like do something about it, dude. Like don't just yeah. be honest and do the same thing in the next race. Like learn from your mistakes. You know, it's, it's good to be honest. It's good to own it, but learn from it. You know. Yeah. And, um, and- and to be honest with you, he better try to learn a few things from Hamilton before Hamilton retires. Or Hamilton, or Hamilton leaves the team because um, there's rumors going around. And, yeah, 100%. Uh, please delay that contract because uh, as Ferrari, we would love to have Hamilton. It would be awesome yeah. to have Hamilton in red. So yeah, that's all I'm going to say. All right, um, cool. Then we'll move on to the last team, uh, of course, Red Bull. Um, and we'll get through this one quickly again. I, honestly, again, it, it you can throw Max anything these days. Just throw yeah. everything at him. They threw everything at him in one race and he's still... It, it's just the guy's inevitable. Honestly, there's just nothing that you can throw at him that, you know, the, the only thing that's going to stop this guy is, is, I don't know, to cut his brake cable or something. Like... There, nothing is just nothing's gonna get the better of him, um, and that's just how it is. I feel like Max is just on another level at this point in time. Perez is personally, I feel he buckled under pressure today. Um, he, I don't know how he finished the race. He hit the wall twice, um, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like he buckled under pressure, pressure that Alonso was putting on him. So we've got to give that to Alonso as well. Um, I think he, he just made a couple too many mistakes. And obviously, it's easy to make mistakes in, in, a, in a race like that, uh, you know, where it's, I mean, it was like a river flowing through the track at a stage. Uh, and it's, it's it's easy to make mistakes at that point. But, you know, I mean, not everybody was making those mistakes. You know what I mean? Um, and he was being put under pressure uh, and he buckled. Um Five-second penalty, Andy went off the track, which allowed Alonso to go through. Um, so, just no good for him again. And uh, maybe we're being harsh. I mean, technically, he was finishing second up until that point. But the fact is, he didn't finish second. And that's where he should be. He is in a rocket ship. He is in a car that is miles ahead of the rest. So, I mean... I, I feel... Uh, sorry, sorry, BT. I, I've got to say this. I... Zach Brown says some outrageous things sometimes, but I've I've got to agree with him in 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 one thing that he recently said, which was quite, was quite quite dirty, um, on 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 like he did Perez quite dirty, but he said 
if if Red Bull had two Perez's driving, then um, McLaren and Mercedes and Aston Martin are all in the mix to win. Yeah, so, no, that's true. That's and, true. And, and I don't think he's wrong because Alonso has just proven it. Alonso has mm. just proven it. Um, so that's all I've got to say for Red Bull. Um, I'll leave the rest to you guys and uh, then we'll close off and uh, we'll move on to the last two segments and then close it off. Um, so take it away with Red Bull. Your turn, brother. Um, look, guys, I'm, I'm going to say something nice about Perez. Guys, he's finishing within the points. Come on. He's not going to win the championship. Let's just, let's just face it. He's not that caliber of a driver. I think, I think because of the team he's in and the car he's driving, you have this, this expectations that he might do something special. Yes, he has done that a few times, but he's not that driver. No one is going around saying Perez is one of the all-time drivers, right? No one, no one is going around saying that. So, if he's third... He done his job, went home to go sleep. That's no, all. he finished fourth. And, and, and at this point, I, I feel, I feel, I think, not actually, I feel, I think that um, Red Bull just want that that out of him now. Is that, dude? Just make sure you in the podium. You don't care if you finish second or third. If you win a race, you win a race. Cool, whatever. We bagging those points. Yeah. So if if you finish if you finish fifth or fourth or sixth. They would say like, ah, okay, like, what is this guy doing? Like, what is he doing? You know, but he's he's in the podium. That's, that's no, he wasn't on the podium. He wasn't on the podium. He finished fourth. Oh, yeah, he wasn't. Oh, so sorry, he wasn't on the podium, but he was third because of five second penalty. But I'm just saying now is that that's his job now. Verstappen is winning the championship. Even next season, if 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 Red Bull has a rocket ship. We're not saying that uh, Verstappen and Perez is going to have a, a season where they're going to cancel out each other, like Hamilton and, and Rosberg. Yeah. Never going to happen. So, mm. so in my case, he done his job. And yeah. They got the points in the bag. I'm not going to say anything about Verstappen because we know... Yeah, there's just no point. Yeah. yeah, there's no point. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, just just like the Ferrari bad strategy, there's nothing more to say about Max. Like I said earlier, Max is, is being robotic. He's really just he's he, he's doing an incredible job. Um, and then coming to Perez, uh, VPA for the first time, me and you are going to disagree slightly. So don't get me wrong. I know Perez is a good driver, and I know he's got his job now. P two, P three. That's what you need to do. And it's not that hard of a job when you've got a rocket ship. But the point is, he's not doing it. If you want to look at a perfect number two driver, go look at Bottas in 2017 and 2018, even 2019, to be honest. If Lewis was first, the worst Valtteri was was third, unless they completely had a horrible weekend. Valtteri was always behind Lewis, and on the odd occasion, he would beat Lewis, especially in qualifying. Valtteri was a menace in qualifying sometimes. And on the odd occasion, he would also be used to take out Max in Hungary. I mean, that was uh... <laughs> the, the, the bot-head bowling moment. Well, he, he transferred that to Joe now, so he's clearly doing a good job. In any case, <laughs> so for me, yes, Perez is not doing the worst job, but it's not close to the best job he can do. And yeah. he, if, if you've got him a team like Mercedes, even Ferrari or Aston Martin fighting you for a Constructors' Championship position, you can't have one driver winning the race by 30 seconds and another driver sometimes battling for 7th, 6th position 
and the, yeah. the other team drivers are second, third, second, third, second, third. So you're going to lose the contractors eventually. So yeah. for, for me, it's about you, and it's what Mercedes has got now if Russell gets his consistency consistency sorted out. Same with Ferrari. Sainz and Leclerc, when they have their day, they're close. If they have to battle for a championship, the foundation is there to go for the constructors as well. Red Bull and Aston don't have that right now because Stroll yeah. and Perez are keeping the teams back. But, but Perez yeah. is not doing the worst job, but there needs to be improvement, especially with Ricardo and guys like Lawson wanting that seat. I mean, even Sonoda is a threat. Yeah, but the thing I can say is that I'm, I, the way I've looked at Perez, I think he's his own man. And I'm I'm gonna not gonna be a hot take thanks to you now. What if what if Perez is sick and tired of Red Bull? I did not think of that. What is how how do you know that Perez is happy? You know Red Bull, they never they never they never show what's happening with the they're not for Ferrari. Mm. what like how do we know that inside that organization or that team, there's fighting involved and Perez feels like Verstappen is getting all the, the nice things in life in that team and he doesn't want to be, you know, he doesn't want to be part of that anymore. How do we know that? But then he can... And it might be affecting his performance. But that's... That? Whose who's problem is that though? That's a, his, that's a his just, problem. That's nobody well, else's problem. Well, I'm just saying. This is me. This is me. Yeah, but, but 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 we but, out of the box now. But yeah, but we don't care about we don't care about what the driver thinks. We caring about what the team thinks. The team mm. needs a dri- the team needs drivers that are going to win. If 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 the second best team was any closer to Red Bull, yeah. Perez is not doing a good enough job for them to be in a constructors fight. Yes. But but where I but where, but sorry, but where I will agree with you is where I will agree with you is the fact is that there isn't another team in the fight. And so Perez is doing enough for now. Yep, for now. Yes, we all we, we all agree with that. Yeah. But but my question is still there. How yeah. do we know something is not happening there? How do we know it's another it's another it's another 2007 situation in McLaren with Alonso and Hamilton or on the hash hash? That's a very big possibility, especially considering what happened after Brazil last year. I would rule it out. And, and personally, I, d- I don't, I don't see it. Wait, and you're not going to see it. And, and it, it might be, it might be that I don't watch the press conferences all the time. Mm. Does Christian Warner really say nice things about periods after the races? Yeah, he does. Consistently. Yeah, he does, and he okay. goes onto the radio and, to and, press uh, as well. And, and how? Uh, I'm not interested in that. And how long? And how long does he gloat gloat about periods after races? What do you mean? No, like how long does he talk about periods in his performance when questions are asked to him about about periods? Depends on the questions that's asked. He talks about periods a lot. He talks about periods the same amount as he talks about Max. It's just, it depends on the questions being asked. I mean. To be honest with you, the the the, the Sky presenters just love narratives, so they they love to push certain narratives. So they ask questions based on things to get something out of them. It's what they do. Um, I've got to say this. um, I just have one thing to say as well. Yeah. 
No, no I'm, just say, I'm just saying, yeah, and, and Perez was leading the race at some point, and uh, Verstappen undercut him, and he did ask the radio, the guy with the radio engineers, to did uh, Max just undercut me? They said, yes, he did. Doesn't that add something to him as well? But that's his own fault. That's his own problem. You can't, stop being, that's not the... Stop being biased, Graham. It's just a question. Stop no, no, but no, no. But but who's being biased? Nobody is being biased. That 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 is that is that is a his problem. That's his problem. His performance wasn't there. He got undercut. You must remember, Red Bull gave him the chance to pit first. The first time around, he pit first, and he was 14 seconds ahead. Max was catching him eventually when Max pitted, and then the second time around, Max got the got the uh, the first opportunity to to pit first and then he undercut Perez you can't you can't Perez can't be upset with that it, it's, yeah but you must you, you must understand where I'm going with this right I'm going in terms of Perez the driver himself he's not going to look at it that way he's going to look no, like right. okay that's, that's just, listen, I, I know what you're right by saying what you said you're you're right that's his fault but now I'm putting Perez's shoes, shoe my shoes. How he like I'm putting like I'm thinking now how his mind worked during the race. <clears throat> like I had this race, he undercut me. And and you must understand, Grab. I'm, I'm going I'm going to like a personal kind of view now, where Perez, we know what type of man Perez is, the type of person he is. But if he's a calculative person and he's very passive aggressive. You'll be and you'll be jotting down notes of all the situations where you've mm. seen that Max gets the favorable decisions. Yes, Max is the number one driver, but that also impacts him as well because he is part of the team. You understand mm. what I mean, guys? Mm. You understand my you, you understand my angle with this. So it's, it's just and now yes, maybe that demotivates him and it impacts on his performance. Understand, but let's leave it. That's just the mm. way I, 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 I'm just looking at it. Understand? I'm not saying that um, it is really happening in in Red Bull the situation, but just think. Can about I? Yeah. Before, be, yeah, we we've got to move on. But uh, I, I've got to say, I, I, I the re only reason why I don't see it is just simply because, and again, it, it's maybe a stupid example. I, I don't know. I, you, we don't know what to read into these situations, but. If you if you if you watch the uh, the pre shows and the post shows and the all the other shows in between, um, and you see drivers walking around, even if it's just in the background, you always see the two of them together, always. But with the other teams, you never ever see them together. You never see the drivers together. But Max and Checo, you always see them walking around together. So it, it's just it's 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 just a. Yeah, um, they, they don't have to walk around together. They don't have to. So why are they? You know, it, they have to have some kind of relationship, surely. Um, uh, you don't see it a lot with the other drivers. Um, you you see Oscar and Norris maybe walk around from time to time. You used to see Leclerc and Sainz walk around from time to time, and that's why I'm starting to think that there's some heat over there because you don't see it anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I, I don't know. I'm just reading into the things that I'm seeing in the distance and it's I, I don't know um but again i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying it, it I, I just I, I struggle to see to see it but um and anyways um let's move on um
that's the race review done, guys. That's that's um, everybody in a nutshell. I think we 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 might need to look at changing the format of this. Uh, it's it's difficult because the, the top four are not really the top four anymore. Actually, um, I mean they they are, but McLaren definitely is in that mix. Um, but anyways, let's move over quickly to the moment of the week and um, blooper of the week. So let's just start with the moment of the week. Dirk, you can go first. Moment of the week. Welcome to Formula One, Liam Lawson, for me personally. Nice. Okay, BT? Um, Alonso's performance, bro. Easy. Alonso's performance. Okay, so that so the whole weekend was just the moment. Like Alonso's yeah. whole weekend was just the moment of the weekend. Yeah, it was beautiful to watch. Oh, okay. So there was no moment. It was just the whole weekend. Just the whole that weekend just kind of just... watching Alonso was beautiful. Okay, nice. Okay, cool. Um, I chose Lawson's debut as well. Um, that was also my moment of the week. Um, just yeah, nothing more to add to that. Um. Blooper of the week. Um, BT, you can go first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like you've got something juicy to talk about here. Uh, blooper of the week. Uh, Charles Leclerc. Ferrari, oh, sorry. Watch, watching Ferrari while Leclerc's coming to the pits, uh, the pits for the, the Inters. <laughs> watching one of the mechanics <laughs> carry the Inters into the car. They were not even ready. Like what's happening? They were ready. They were standing waiting, but they just Dude, had no thought. That guy carried the tire from the garage to the other side of the car. It was the funniest thing to watch. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's mad. Yeah, uh, that's Dirk, blooper of the week. Blooper of the week for me is actually I combined two um Charles Leclerc and Logan Sargent. <laughs> just for weekend. What more can I say? Enough said. There's literally that needs no explanation. It honestly needs no explanation. That's enough said. Both uh, crashed in qualifying. Both retired from the Grand Prix. So okay. So my my original blooper was uh, Ferrari um, uh, coming into the pits. Or Ferrari pitting and just everybody standing there without tires, but they Whoa. all just. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but because that's already been said, um, I'm going to go with my other one that I was thinking of is just, it's not really a blooper in that it was that bad of a thing that happened. But for me personally, it was, it's a heartbreaking thing to see. It's just Ricky breaking his hand. I think that in terms of him trying to get his career back on track, I think that's going to be a bit of a speed bump back into his, uh, into his uh, recovery, if you want to call it his recovery back into F1. Um, and so that was just a bit heartbreaking. So to me, that's a bit of a blooper because yeah. um, whether it could have been avoided, I, I, I don't think any of us know. Uh, I don't think any of us really understand how it happened or why it happened. Um, so whether it could be avoided or not, not sure. But uh, yeah, anyways, um, predictions. We did not have predictions for this race because we've missed a lot of races, as you guys probably know if you are watching this podcast you probably know that we have not been around for a while. Um, but we are back and we're hoping to be more consistent from now on, or we are going to be more consistent from now on. So stay tuned and like and subscribe and so on and all those things. I've said it already. Um, so we'll just give our predictions for the next race. Um, and I'll go first. 
Uh, and I'm going to keep it pretty simple. Max Perez and Norris. Now, I said I'm going to keep it simple. Uh, keeping it simple is probably Max Perez and Alonso or Max Alonso Perez. The reason why I've put in Norris there is because I, st I still think that there's something in that McLaren and Monza is an extremely fast track um, that requires a pretty quick car, which McLaren have. So, Max Perez and Norris. Um, BT, you can go. Max, Norris and Piastri. Yo, okay. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. And and, and the reason why I like it is because I almost went with that too. By the way, I almost went with that as well. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. No, I did. I did. I I did. I almost went. I went. Uh, Max Norris Piastri, and then I thought, I can't do that because I do that, and it will be the one race Perez actually. No, I promise you. I'm not even joking. I actually did put Ma Max Norris. And Piastri, uh, but then I thought, nah, Perez has to come back at some point. So, anyways, Dirk. Okay, I'm gonna come in with a left field blow. Verstappen, Alonso, Sainz. Sure. Interesting. That's quite a cool combo. I like that podium. Uh, we've I think actually the two had Spaniards are gonna bring it in Italy. Yeah, I nice. Think, I think my dark horse as well is probably Leclerc. My dark horse. Mate, my did you horse. just watch? Did you just? Okay, anyways. Um, yeah, I look like so, <laughs> just, just to let you know. Like, I don't know if you were, what, did you just watch the race this weekend? I don't know, but okay, anyways, it's fine. Um, all right, guys, uh, that's pretty much it. We're going to close off with our Rate the Race. Um, there's no explanation to this. We're literally just going to give a rating, and then we're going to close it off. So thank you so much for watching, and I mean, I don't want to beg, but I have to say it again, because that's what they say we have to do. Uh, please like and subscribe if you like this video. If you want to see more, um, we will definitely bring you more every single race. Um, BT, hit us with your rate of the race. Out of 10, you gave it a... A 10. Okay. Dirk, you gave it out of 10? 7. Yo. Sorry. Like a grave said, I'm hard to please. I've... Seven is, I'll go seven and a half, but no more. Wait, guys, I said that we don't have to explain this, but this is, that's a little Monza, bit. I hope Monza's boring, actually, just because you said that. <laughs> I'm actually flabbergasted, but I'm actually angry at that. Like, that's pissed me off. Like, I'm actually a little bit upset. Like, <laughs> what? Okay, anyways, guys, um, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 like BT. I thought that was an insane race. A very, very, one of my favorites probably of the year. Um, it just was a mixed bag and a lot of things happening. Um, that's it for us today. And that's all we've got for you. It's been probably our longest podcast, um, but uh, we'll, we'll see how. <laughs> it was a crazy race. We had a lot to talk about, but we'll, 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 we'll fix that at a later stage, guys. But thank you so much for watching. And if you're still here, Really, really appreciated that you took this long to listen to us ramble. So cheers and have a good night or a good day or whatever time it is by you. Cheers, guys. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> Yo, hectic. Hectic. That was not a bad episode. It, it was a bit long, though. Yo, one, one hour, 49 minutes. Jeez. Uh, Graham, they are...